Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science, the final Bluebell Ranch edition. God, it's ending. This is it. Five years, five and a half years. Mm-hmm. And what a fitting end. Mm-hmm. We're in a- an apocalyptic. Uh, third act of Ghostbusters situation here. This um, is so strange. Yeah, there was a, a massive fire. I was driving out. In fact, um, let's introduce our guests because they should join in yes. in this conversation. We have <laughs> I agree. friend of the show, many times guest, Mr. Augie Smith. Hey, everybody. Woo. And brand new guest. Brand new guest. Long time listener. Lo- <laughs> oh. Long time first. Yeah, I listen to it. Yeah, I like uh, it. Do you really? I you do, actually. Yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. I don't listen to many podcasts, but I like this one because it's like not just comedy. It's barely comedy. <laughs> we still have ourselves in comedy. Uh, in well, yeah, comedy it's funny people, iTunes. but you're not like. I don't know if we talking was a big about, debate. Like, how did you big make it? Big debate happened comedy? at the beginning of the show, and then Brooks was adamant that we should go in. Brooks wanted us to be listed in the comedy section of iTunes because he thought if we were in the science section, yeah, we might get high in that. But like, that's not playing with the big dogs. I think he's probably right. I don't know, uh, but then again, that's before Neil deGrasse Tyson had to show, and uh, you know. So oh, you, oh, well, whatever oh, it was, it worked out for Brooks. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> this, it this is the Brooks's launching plan. <laughs> a, nearly a quarter of the people that have hosted this show have gone on to Saturday Night Live. I just want you to know that. Well, this halfway, is like this is half. like the ground. It's like the groundlings of podcasts. If you join wow. this podcast, there's a fifty percent chance you either get SNL or cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we figured Ooh, out. That's, how, yeah. that's just statistics. You can't 50%. argue with that. I know which one I'm open for. Half of the hosts of this show have gotten either. SNL or stage four colon cancer. Um, Ahmed Brocha, by the way. Yes. I still haven't actually said the name. We got distracted. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, we were, we're doing, we were doing a gig last night that we're also doing tonight out in Valencia, which is about half an hour north of LA where Six Flags Magic Mountain is. And I was driving up and saw the sky. Ha- there wasn't a cloud in the sky except for one very large dark <laughs> yeah. cloud. And then I realized that cloud was connected to the ground, and then I realized it was glowing red at the bottom. Oh, it was insane. Uh, and, yeah, there's just a massive, this massive the biggest fire. fire I've ever seen in person. Yeah, I've never seen any wildfires yeah. in person. And I was still 20 or 30 California, miles away so. and could still mm-hmm. see the seen flames. Um, I just watched something online saying that it, it's 5,000 acres and uh, 10% contained. It's also, uh, by the way, uh, officially a hundred and what it was it sixteen in the valley. Like there, was, there were parts of the valley that were registering record high temperatures. That was the forecast. What? So it's uh, like a hundred. Well, but mostly like where the fire is. Yeah, inside <laughs> of the fire. Really hot, <laughs> right around here. I mean, you guys are science guys. Fire burns like over a hundred degrees. Yeah, right? I think it's yeah. like one hundred and twenty. Well, hang on, is it Celsius yeah. or Fahrenheit? Oh, what okay. are we? Yeah, that's the problem. I, I think it's that Kelvin <laughs> crap, right? Which is not even a thing. Uh, but this is. Um, the first major fire of the fire season, and it's probably going to be a bad year because it's this huge drought and mm-hmm. temperatures yeah. have been nuts. It's going to be in the 90s for the next week straight. So, so what's happening is right now the cloud, the sky it's is raining kind of, ash. <laughs> yeah, and everything kind of has this muted, dark, like reddish brown tone. Like Ahmed described it quite accurately as everything looks like an Instagram filter yeah, right now. Like, I like it. And we're in the dark We right should now. set more things on fire. It's, it's the- 4 o'clock and we can't even see each other's faces <laughs> what are those, that well. When you go to the mall and you get those glamour shots pictures, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that filter the they haze. have over a glamour shot, <laughs> yeah. everything looks like that. Like a senior photo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and me in front of a, cor- a, a Corvette. 
Yeah, I want a we wildfire that just, just laser this lasers behind me, interlocking lasers. <laughs> yeah. Can the wildfire do that? And the sun. Like, I probably shouldn't have. I did briefly glance directly at it, which is probably still a mistake. No, no, no. I mean, this, Andy was just staring at it and refusing a, to. Everyone <laughs> acts like they could never look at the sun. Like, if there's enough filters on it, yes, you can. Yeah. It's, now it's almost. I don't think on a science dark. show you should be saying that. <laughs> it's not okay to probably look at the not. sun. Probably not. Gotta Google, like, when is it safe to look directly at the sun? It's safe to look. It's like saying it's not safe to look at a cloud when the sun is behind it. Well, like, yeah, no, that's you're not, not supposed to stare at it. That's not saying that at all. Yeah, that's it is, because this is essentially that. forming a cloud. Oh, it's God. just you can still I glance see at some it. of it. I glance at it every once in a while. You know? By the way, you can uh, look right at the it right sun now. is the craziest color I've ever seen the sun, though. It's all like, I yeah. needed to cite was, when is it safe to look D? And it auto-completes with directly at the sun. Other options are, when is it safe to look directly at a lunar eclipse? To which the answer is... Always. A lunar, <laughs> lunar means uh, the sun the goes moon. behind us, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, lo- oh, oh, okay. yeah, lunar eclipse. Now he's looking at a lunar eclipse. Yeah. You can always look at a lunar, a lunar eclipse. is where the earth, uh, the earth is between the sun and the moon, so it blocks out the light of the sun reaching the moon. Um, so why don't we call, so completely- if you name that eclipse for the thing that is eclipsed, then why don't we call a solar eclipse an, er- an earthly eclipse? Well, that would be really stupid. Well, no, because a, a lunar eclipse blocks out the, the moon, it would and be really a unc- solar eclipse blocks out the sun. Yeah, by the right? way, um, where is it? Look, it oh. No, I get what you're saying, yeah, but, it's, it's but it is still what gets eaten by, by the magic wizards who live in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what yeah, is named the after day, the really thing that the gods it. are s- swallowing and then regurgitating. But also, it just doesn't sound cool. Earthly eclipse. So, uh, no, I'm not going to see there's that. Only one, one <laughs> option, there's only one option here, autocorrect, that isn't related to either the sun or the moon, uh, that starts with, when is it safe to look? D something. Do you want to oh, 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 take oh, a guess? Uh, uh, at a girl's chest. Uh, it start, has to start with D. When is it safe to look? Uh, D something. Can you give not, us a second it's letter? not directly. Second letter. D-O. Look down. Oh, when is it safe to look down after you're running while driving off a cliff, like Looney Tunes style, before to make sure you don't while drive? That is a great guess, particularly for science show. Look down while driving. Nope. Neither. When is it safe to look do? When is it safe to? You were correct about down. I'll give you that. Down at your phone. At your phone. Nope. When is it safe to look down on other people? (laughs) <laughs> from a lion it's a good guess um, I'll While give you an extra clue this, I think this is very US centric one I don't think it would be the same question in the UK uh, elevator shaft because it would be the lift in UK not UK, uh, UK no that's UK, not correct down. Um, um, I don't want I want I want this to I don't want you to give this away too quickly like, okay. I want to try to deduce UK. this um, oh, I'm going to check the wall listeners. to see if anyone has actually got it as well Look down 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 a down a um, down a barrel of a gun a bingo oh, oh America oh, yeah, okay. what, was it, what was it down the barrel yeah. of a gun ah <laughs> why is, who's googling that? that good one <laughs> how many good people job. are googling that uh, enough that it is the fourth most popular <laughs> search. That's crazy. And then those people never search for anything yeah. again. It's the last yeah. thing they ever search What's the answer? For? When Someone... there's not a bullet in it? Yeah. No, always. It's always safe to look down the barrel of a gun. It's yeah. still Looney Tunes rules. So the only thing that happens is your face will go black and your hair will get flown back. Um, 
I'm not seeing, I'm, I'm trying to look. Oh, by the way, anybody listening to this who doesn't know, this this week we're also doing Facebook Live video of this. So you can go over to mm-hmm. facebook.com slash probablyscience and see the whole thing recorded. In the beginning, we also show what the sky looks like. So if you want to see what yep. the smoke-filled sky. Listener Simon, or Facebook Live viewer Simon Sandon on the wall is saying it's the IR, like the infrared light, which is dangerous and needs special filters to block. Well, is one of those what... special filters a thick-ass cloud of Massive smoke? Massive ash cloud? From I don't know. wildfire? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maybe, yeah. And also Caroline Laco asked, did you ever figure out who is next door since you're leaving? And the no, answer to that is no. No, I'm going to start moving things after we finish recording. I already have uh, a place to put my boxes. So I'm going to be out of this place and the mystery will remain. We'll have no idea. You've uh, just never seen a human out over there. No, the, the, the story is that they it was this family for the first four years and then they sold it last summer, I think. And then the rumor was that the people renting it temporarily it was like a movie star of some mm. of some note. Now to be, I don't know why clear, with, Andy uh, started that rumor. Yeah, I did start the rumor. <laughs> we came up with various ruses. We just thought of one like today, which is we should go situation. go door to door with some petition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just hey, we're just signing a. We want to keep uh, murderers out of the neighborhood. So <laughs> we have just a petition, petition to stop this fire. Maybe yeah. just say, hey, my balls in your backyard. Maybe we I really that. Thought, I, we I came heard up the first part of that sentence. Ball. That's <laughs> like immediately they gotta let you. Yeah, where are they gonna go get the ball? Because they got a trampoline back there, so they're they're up for some fun. They own a bouncy castle. They, they either own a bouncy castle or stock in a bouncy castle company. Because <laughs> for a stretch there, they were having a bouncy castle every week or so. And they it must, was the same. They frozen, must be movie stars. Be like a Disney, Disney, Disney could yeah. afford such a, a Disney like Disney TV show star. Bouncy castles are like tuxedos. You you rent them and you mm-hmm. think they're high class and expense not high class but expensive because you rent them but they're like oh wait the cost of renting it twice is the same as the cost of buying it why don't I just yeah. buy a tuxedo for three hundred dollars <laughs> instead of renting one for one fifty and I'm sure a bouncy castle costs what like three hundred bucks probably a thousand bucks I don't know it can't be more than a thousand bucks uh, to what, rent a bouncy castle or to, to buy to one buy one and how much is it to rent it's probably two hundred it's relatively where are you cheap. putting it another good point <laughs> yeah now you gotta pay to put up and the bouncy castle. <laughs> Or every I'm gonna time, you, you <laughs> let the air out every day, like every morning, you inflate your bouncy castle. Yeah. I'm looking up bouncy Otherwise castles on Amazon. Kids just bouncing in your bouncy. Using the Amazon shopping lit. Wow, much cheaper than I might, you might expect. Okay, here's much. what I think a bouncy castle goes bucks. for. I bet it goes for four hundred fifty dollars. This is a smaller one near the top of the search results. However, you are double. What? Shut up. You can get a. Blast Zone Magic Castle Inflatable Bouncer for $230. Oh See? Little Tykes Jump and Slide, which is even smaller, for $149. Oh my god. It's, it's almost exactly the same kid. ratio yeah. as Tuxedo. Two, yeah. two <laughs> rentals equals just fucking buy the thing. Wow. When yeah. I was in high school, a tuxedo was $35. Last time I was in a wedding, it was like $140 wow. for a tuxedo. I've never gotten Should have bought stock in tuxedos early on, I think. I'm just sorry. I'm now. I'm looking at the comments here. Uh, would you rather have a bouncy castle or a pool in the garden? Asks Balaz. First of all, I don't know why Matt always calls this a garden. It's a yard. Uh, is that just? Is there no word? Is the yard? Is the That's word yard? You not s- a- in Britain, you would say garden, front and back garden. Right. The, the, the yard, yard is what they you call the, the police. <laughs> a yard. A yard would be for me. A yard would be something that's kind of uh, paved or like like concretey. Yeah. And for us, a yard is three feet. That. Yeah. Anybody? No? It's good. It works. Okay. It wasn't bad. <laughs> oh, hey, Ahmed, we, uh, <laughs> we asked our guests this before we oh, get yeah. into the stories. Uh, what, if anything, is your background in science? Uh, I was a declared engineer major for All right. four years of college and graduated with a degree in theater. 
So, so was what not happened? Great. <laughs> I was like good you? at science and like phys- physics, most physics and math in high school, and I studied engineering, but just didn't go to class. I just kind of wing it. I, it lasted the first couple of years because it was kind of a review of high school, and then just got really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super. And I was just not going to class. I think it was like year three. I just like wasn't going to class, and I sat down for a test. And the test was like, uh, here's a piece of wood, and there's this thing pushing down on it and twisting up on it and bending it. What's happening? And I was just like, and I just picked up the test, and I walked over to the teacher, and I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to be an engineer anymore. <laughs> 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 They're like, okay. <laughs> What school was this? University of Rhode Island. You have a theater degree from University of Rhode yeah. Island? Took, yeah. It took me six years <laughs> because I was declared an engineer major for most of it. <laughs> and I was, uh, there was like two years where I was just not doing anything. I was just going to random classes I liked. Is this in Providence? No, it's in uh, Kingston, which is the south, south Rhode Island. Oh, okay. Kind of near the beach. Because I feel like Rhode Island has a reputation for being kind of artsy in general with, like, the school design, right? Yeah, and, uh, RISD. Uh, yeah, mostly Providence. I would say URI was, okay, I had a cool art. I could have a cool theater department. Yeah. But not extra cool. And then uh, when you changed over majors, this is, for some reason, I always ask this because I guess I feel like it's what I would be stressed about. What did your parents think? Well, they just, it was kind of, they had to give up at that point. Like actually freshman year, I came home and I was like, I don't want to be an engineer. I'm going to be a theater, uh, theater major. My mom was like, no. And they just said no. And I listened to them. And then just three years went by where I was like not doing well in school or not going to class. And then like four years in, I was just like, I got to graduate out of here. And they were like, yeah, just try to graduate. (laughs) (laughs) Can you sing? Uh, No, I I didn't really do the uh, musicals that well. You didn't d- dance either. No, I wouldn't. I was. I, I'm. I'm not a good singer. Were you so more the performance side of? Because I know theater degrees can be. Yeah, I was acting. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I well, that's what happened. Was I wasn't actually even taking any classes in the theater department besides from acting. So I was really screwed. Like, that's why, like, I took six years because I was taking a bunch of acting classes, and then I'm like, all right, I want to graduate with a degree in theater. They're like, all right, you have to take all these like other classes that, to do a theater, and I had so much math. And luckily, this lady was just super cool, and she was just like, "All right, this math counts as a theater history, and this math counts as a." She just she made me grab. I would have taken like eight, ten years. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, by the way, can anyone else feel just like the ash in their throat? Here? Yeah. <laughs> feel, something is off. I mean, a lot of things are off. It the feels quiet. The, the look of things and the feeling of the air. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It does feel quiet, and like the the city, just the surrounding, it's just quiet. It's weirdly quiet. I think yeah, for that like, probably could be a result. Of, oh, what am I saying? No, the the smoke cloud couldn't make things quieter. Maybe is that possible? Maybe like well, the sound doesn't go. Everybody was told much. to stay in their houses if if you watch uh, Good Day LA, like I do. What's, Were they really? Is, they is told, the, is the they air told in your house stand, huh? different from the air outside? Like, what are the things that filter the air coming into your house? Well, it's apparently too- a cloud can filter the sun, so maybe the wall <laughs> can filter Maybe you air, don't need it I in your know. lungs. <laughs> it is like when I rolled my window down when I pulled up, it was like coming into my car. Like yeah, it's like rain, yeah. snowing ash. I, 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 I don't know how else to convey on an audio podcast how strange this is. <laughs> when, uh, when Mount St. Helens blew up when I was a kid and mm-hmm. we were in Montana, and even though that's quite a ways from where it blew up, yeah. we had four inches of ash throughout the city of Billings, Montana, wow. which is like a thousand miles away. How, how do they, what's this, what does the city do? 
Uh, we, no everybody angels. cleaned up their own ash in their yard because Montanans <laughs> take care of each other. But how do you even wow. clean up? I mean, you start sweeping it, it's just like a cloud of... Like a, everybody do? jarred it because we thought, oh, yeah, this will be awesome. <laughs> That's actually my first... And I know people that still have jars. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first that? memory because it happened the day after my third birthday, and I think the earliest thing I can remember is a few weeks after that, my aunt and uncle who lived in Idaho. It's a pretty early They filled memory. up every... Yeah, I think three is no. pretty young to have a memory, <laughs> yeah. but I distinctly remember they sent us one of those brown prescription pill bottles full of ash. Can you just every container and mail it to everybody? Like, look, you got, you got some, you get Mount St. Helen. You you get Mount St. Helen. Can you imagine, by the way, nowadays, if the post office were into, to intercept a pill bottle <laughs> full of ash? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you would Explain have Homeland that. Security on you in minutes. Because <laughs> the point is, I ended up snorting it anyway. So, I mean, thank God. By the way, I'm realizing we can only see the most recent four comments on the Facebook Live thing. So if people had questions we didn't answer, uh, ask them again. There are that many comments that you can't keep up? There's wow. more. I can see all wow. of them. Wait, what are you doing differently? <laughs> well, there's only four. I'm, on, I'm viewing so the. He's just assuming. I'm on the page. To the top not as not logged in as probably science. That might be the difference. Oh, I'm not on the actual broadcasting page. I'm I'm on it. I I'm I'm looking at it like a viewer. They're right. just a normal member of the public, man. <laughs> okay, then I'll, I'll I'll rely on you to tell me if there's anything people are asking. Uh, well, you've already replied to Ballas asking whether we'd rather have a bouncy castle or a pool in the garden. To which Clearly. the answer is obviously a pool. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing uh so i uh i'm not a new father but i've had a kid for a couple of years now uh you ever see those videos of uh the bouncy castles blowing away no oh, they, they blow away. with right. kids inside them that's oh the my thing God. Yeah. five years ago that was right in my wheelhouse for comedy <laughs> that was right exactly the kind of thing that i would write jokes about and now all i can think about is how horrible those kids are afraid when they're flying away Aww. they're probably gonna die well, they, I don't think anybody. Well, no, they got died. a bouncy castle around them. So, you know, like you wouldn't understand. You're not a parent. <laughs> you, 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 don't, you don't get. You don't get what. And but now it's like, yeah. So now I, I think it's ruining my comedy having kids. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to tell you, everybody. It's. I guess it's a little bit like. No, it's not like this. But have you seen the video of the guys in the Zorb in Russia? Those uh, inflatable balls. Mm -mm. Someone set up. Now I'm debating whether I'm a monster <laughs> for telling the story because it does not end well for anybody. Oh boy! Um, but Ooh, someone set up a little uh, course for this inflatable ball. That Is it one of those balls inside. you get in, you run, like the uh, hamsters? No, do? it's not like the ones where your feet are sticking out. It's a giant thing. Two people are in it, and they're grabbing onto um, things on handles. The, yeah, so they can roll end over end, and as long as okay. they don't hypothetically roll all the way and down. Two the people mountain, are in one ball. Yeah. On opposite sides of it, on the inside, and um, there's video of it. It's it's only brutal because you know what happens. You don't see what happens, but um, they're in like a gulch on the side of a snowy mountain, and someone had cut this um, track perpendicular to the downward slope of the gulch to roll them back and forth on, not thinking like if they happen to get a little bit out of that and go over that lip, then they're just going to go down that gulch forever, oh, and they boy. barely. Go over and someone there's there's a person who's like a guide for it who tries to like get them back on track and almost does and just those like six inches that he missed them by was enough and they start to go and then there's no way you can catch up to it and then they just rolled for like miles and then over it got steeper and steeper over rocks and stuff and but those uh, guys they're fine they're fine they, they turned they're out they're the story fine. is <laughs> yeah that man's name fine. Vladimir Putin <laughs> <laughs> that's his origin story that's, that's how that's that is that's the way all those clip shows end on TV but they were fine they're like uh, <laughs> when they're they okay up, they were fine. <laughs> when Matt and I worked on ridiculousness like the researchers dropping were, names <laughs> Whenever we I get think something you also Russian. know me. <laughs> <laughs> but that was always the thing in the, in the room. If, if, if a clip comes in and it's clearly from Russia, 
like the the showrunner would sometimes like call one of the researchers, like, "Are we about to watch someone die? (laughs) (laughs) You have to tell us." If we're gonna see someone be yeah, the ones that are like yeah, the ones that have come in from like an American clip store, are like yeah, kid goes down a slip and slide and twists a bit <laughs> and like falls into a hedge, and like the ones from Russia are like tractor runs over woman. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you ridiculousness like t- thirty years ago was called Faces of Death. That was the name yeah. of, the, of the tape you could get a blockbuster. Have you guys ever seen Faces of Death? No, I have, and it's awful. It, Is it just I thought it was clips lot- of death. Isn't a lot of it fake like though? Real death. Uh, well, that was the thing is that some of it was fake, but other like uh, like incl- like there was like a bunch of them, and it was a big deal in the eighties. It was a huge deal because it was this tape that you would go rent a big thick videotape <laughs> that you would go rent and put into your big thick video machine <laughs> that cost two thousand dollars <laughs> that would sit on your gigantic television and blink. And uh, it was basically all ta- all tapes, home videos of people dying in wow, one way or another. Jesus. And it included like there was that famous one of the politician, I think it was in Philadelphia that blew his head off at a press conference and it had a guy being electrocuted and then it had a one guy of uh, monkeys killing a guy which was awful. Oh. Like the way monkeys Jeez. kill people is way worse than the way any other animal kills. <laughs> yeah. Like monkey, that'd be the animal. Yeah, they like rip your arm by. off and shove but it in your butt. But then some of it was quite obviously faked. Isn't there one where someone's blowing up an inflatable thing? Someone jumps on it and their That's head explodes. That's funny. So they had like a bunch of real footage. They had a bunch of real footage, and they're like, "We need a little bit longer." Yeah, it's like we don't have enough <laughs> real footage. But now, I mean, yeah. you could and that, like well, I now say, you can watch I mean, it those, in your bed. Just be on True TV. Some of that stuff is just on YouTube. Like there are things on YouTube that are just like. Like occasionally you click on something. Oh no, that's just someone dying. I don't yeah, want to see that. That's yeah. I was thinking about recently how so you could just like I'll just be going to bed and just like t- open Facebook and then just you just see someone dying, yeah, being like shot. You're yeah. just like oh yeah. good night. Yeah, <laughs> no warning about that. Yeah, you're just like oh yeah, good night. So maybe put a little thing at the start saying <laughs> by the way if you. Oh, it's, this will autoplay, and you will see someone yeah. no longer be human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you put trigger warning. Yeah, yeah. My trigger is watching people die. die. That's yeah. a, <laughs> trigger. That's it's a, a sad. It's a sadness <laughs> yeah. trigger yeah. for me. Oh. It reminds me of people dying. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know if that went for other people. I know yeah, everybody, I can see why, I can see why you think that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, death reminds I can me see the connection. Well, on that note, we should get into some science. Let's get into a story. Sure. Um, what do you want to kick us off? <laughs> uh, I can. There's a super hard new metal. Start off with a nice little material yeah, science story. Sure, I like it. After all this horrible death talk, super hard metal, four times tougher than titanium, has been made in a lab by melting together titanium and gold. The alloy is the hardest known metallic substance compatible with living tissues, says U.S. physicist. Which is a strange way to phrase things. I don't know how. Oh, okay, because it might be used for the hip replacement. I yeah, get you. Medical, yeah. That's uh, until I realized that was the possible application. That seemed like a very weird way to judge materials, <laughs> like whether or not it's compatible with living. T- and so, like, compatible in what's like in a sort of okay Cupid kind of right. way, like, <laughs> like well, but this would be introvert. to make a, it would be to make a robot, right? That's what they're talking yeah. about. Well, putting that, living tissue uh-huh. over R- robot, metal, which is what uh, Skynet did, uh-huh. right? Uh, the material is Ooh. four times harder than pure titanium and has applications in making longer-lasting medical implants. Conventional knee and hip implants have to be replaced after about 10 years due to wear and tear. Details of the new metal, an alloy of gold and titanium, are revealed in the journal Science Advances. Professor Amelia Morrison of Rice University in Houston 
uh, said her team made the discovery while working on unconventional magnets made from titanium and gold. The new materials needed to be made into powders to check their purity, but beta-TI-3AU, as it is known, was too tough to be ground in a diamond-coated mortar and pestle. The material showed the highest hardness of all titanium gold alloys and compounds, but also compared to many other engineering alloys, said Professor Morrison. Uh, she said the hardness of the substance, together with its higher biocompatibility, made it a next-generation compound for substantively extending the lifetime of dental implants and replacement joints and murderous robots. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These titanium yeah. teeth I got just started doing really it. I really like my candy hard. <laughs> you've, yeah. seen, you've seen Bond films? <laughs> <laughs> you know, every so often it's useful to have <laughs> the ability to bite through locks. Now, they're comparing it to titanium. I don't know this. Is that the hardest metal? I don't think is it. Like it sounds like. Well, it's maybe the hard, hardest metal that's compatible with living tissue. No, oh, okay. There are other metals, but like they don't get along with living. They're tissue. They're burning on bus. <laughs> living tissues, Hillary. You know, it doesn't. <laughs> um, it may also have applications in the drilling industry, the sporting goods industry, and many other potential fields. She added, "The sporting goods industry. Yeah, that's what you want. You want a you yeah. want a football helmet made of something. Yeah, yeah. you can just blast a guy's head open. So everyone's spine just shatters. <laughs> Hello, is that ridiculousness? <laughs> We've got a new one for you. Football player explodes. Yeah, <laughs> but his helmet's fine. But he's fine, right? Oh yeah, he's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fine. yeah, yeah. Just, just, great. just his head. Just pause. <laughs> just his head is not fine. Pause <laughs> at sixteen seconds. Don't go to the seventeen seconds. <laughs> because now, now hardness—that is an actual thing you can judge scientific. Because I know that, like, I remember the Mohs hardness scale from uh, it's called Moh- grade school. Remember the Mohs hardness scale, everybody? No, is that yeah, a isn't that just based on what scratches talc? What scratches what? The, it's sort of like a Roxas paper way yeah. of uh, yeah. And like diamonds at the top of it, and I think they would have like ones at the bottom. You could just scratch with your fingernail, right? Like if they were like a ten. I think one is the hardest, and ten is the softest, or the opposite. Mo is still living off that money. I know he's still he gets Coasting. a check. He's getting a check for this right now. I'm sure his wife keeps trying to get him off the couch. She's like, I'll tell you what's hard: <laughs> getting this industry to respect you. Uh, can you imagine if you're if the hardness scale was named after you, but yet you couldn't get if it you were up? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, what a nightmare to live that. Um, <laughs> yeah, created in 1812 by the German geologist and mineralogist Friedrich Mohs. That's M O H S, and is one of several definitions of hardness in material science. Science, some of which are more quantitative. The method of comparing hardness by seeing which minerals can visibly scratch others, however, is of great antiquity having been mentioned by Theophrastus in his treatise On Stones in 300 BC, followed by Pliny the Elder in his Naturalis Historia in 77 AD. Speaking of Pliny the Elder, <laughs> didn't he die in uh, the eruption of Mount Vesuvius? Or one of the Plinys did, Pliny, oh. right? <laughs> Wait, and this did you is what's know happening. That? Wow. I think uh, when that Jesse, like Jesse did it, Jesse, we, we had a couple episodes of this show that were just history specific, and we did mm-hmm. one about Pompeii. You are goddamn right there, Andy Wood. He wow. died in the Man, He died on crap. August 25th, AD 79, while attempting the rescue by ship of a friend and his family from the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. See, don't be a hero, kids. Don't be. Don't get involved. Do yeah. not get involved. <laughs> so, How did you retain that information? Because it's just a weird name. There's a beer named after him. Okay. Like, I, oh, okay. I just never yeah. knew. I knew, the, I knew the beer first. <laughs> now that there's a beer involved. Died yeah. hero. The prevailing wind caused by the sixth and largest pyroclastic surge of the eruption would not allow his ship to leave the shore. 
and he probably died during this event. The word is pyroclastic? That's a thing I also don't quite understand. It's a great mm. word. It's it's the thing that, that got everybody. It's not like it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't lava and it wasn't just ash, but it's like this wall of We are going we're going three levels deep in yeah, the story yeah. now, but I'll I'm do it. A py- this is still science, this still counts. A pyroclastic surge, according to Wikipedia again, is a fluidized mass of turbulent gas and rock fragments, which is ejected during some volcanic eruptions. It is similar to, py- to a pyroclastic flow, but has a lower density and contains a much higher ratio of gas to rock, which makes it more turbulent and allows it to rise over ridges and hills rather than always travel downhill as pyroclastic flows do. So the pyroclastic flows are what captured everybody on the streets of Pompeii, in their poses because it was right, flowing because down they into were the just street. like frozen yeah. right when yeah. whatever they were doing oh. but the surge is not bound by just going down hills and along yeah streets. the ash cloud surges are the most devastating they form thin deposits but travel at a great speed between 10 and 100 meters per second carrying abundant debris such as trees rocks bricks tiles etc they're so powerful that they often blast and erode material like sandblasting they are possibly produced when conditions in an eruption column are close to the boundary conditions separating convection from collapse. That is switching rapidly from one condition to the other. I got to write a joke that has collapse. pyroclastic in it. God, what a great <laughs> word. Uh, it's got the CK. Yeah. CK pyroclastic. Yeah. Twice. Wow. The, the, when you got Plastic. the class and then the, in the ick. Uh, That's why I'm so well, happy that know Turkey had a revolution because Turkey is just a great, word. it's yeah. a great word. <laughs> yeah. It's a great word comedically and an amusing animal, right? Did everybody trace their hand in uh, yep. solidarity? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which side are we supposed to be on with that with that Turkey thing? Well, we're what are we supposed Kurds, to be on? But, uh, I like that. That's like the way we check ally. in. Who are we? What am I supposed to like? I mean, if, if, <laughs> if the coup had happened, I know I, I read that the U.S. Just on, it was a Turkey coup. That was very funny. It's a Turkey coup. I'd read on principle that the U.S. isn't supposed to support any government that is installed via like a military coup. So we would have to be against it if that had happened. But are we that in favor of the current administration? I, I, I don't know much about our Turkey relations. I think there's something. Uh, it's kind of more that like, aren't we supporting the Kurds to try to fight ISIS? And right. Turkey and we're supposed like to the arm the Kurds. So like, there's just a weird thing with us in Turkey right now. We're like, right. we're, 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 we're cool with them. But we're also being cool with their enemies right now, and so they're like, they're they want to fight ISIS, but they don't want the Kurds to be like, we're the Kurds are like who we're using to like fight ISIS the most, I think. Okay, and they're just a people without a country, and I think that a lot of them want their country to be like somewhere in Turkey, so Turkey doesn't like them. Okay, so uh, just because they don't want they don't want they want, want refugees they don't want yeah, people. I think I could yeah. be completely wrong about that. By the way, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mose may wish to know that there are. Three main types of hardness. <laughs> uh, scratch, indentation, and rebound. Ooh. Within each of these classes of measurement, there are individual measurement scales. I'm surprised scratch, we haven't made any dick jokes yet. And for, yeah, <laughs> and for practical reasons, conversion tables are used to convert between one scale and another. So scratch hardness is what the Mohs test does. Mm-hmm. sees which... Uh, Material can scratch another one. The principle is that an object made of a hard material scratch an object made of a soft material. Um, then uh, indentation hardness measures the resistance of a sample to material deformation due to a constant compression load from a sharp object. They're primarily used in engineering and meta- metallurgy fields. The tests work on the basic premise of measuring the critical dimensions of an indentation left by a specifically dimensioned and loaded indenter. Common indentation hardness scales are Rockwell, Vickers, Shaw, and Brunel. Uh, 
And then rebound hardness, also known as dynamic hardness, measures the height of the bounce of a diamond-tipped hammer dropped from a fixed height onto a material. <laughs> this type of hardness is related to elasticity. The device used to take this measurement is known as a scleroscope. Fourteen-year-old elasticity is good or bad? Laughing right now. A scleroscope is a device that drops a diamond-tip hammer onto a rock to see how high it bounces. Yep. Wow. But uh, is that good or bad? The higher it bounces. Peter Scolari actually yeah. came up with it. Is yeah. it harder the higher it bounces? I guess so. The re the leap rebound hardness test. Yeah, because if you think if you dropped something onto us like a soft mattress, it wouldn't bounce at all, really. Okay. Uh, but if it was like a springy mattress, but the hardness of the mattress. Yeah, I I, I don't understand these things. Yeah, because did they as they were dropping the diamond tip? Because like a trampoline the, is pretty soft. Right. Drops on that goes up pretty high. Goes way up high. Yeah. As you're dropping oh, the, the diamond, diamond tip, just go straight through it. Hammer on the <laughs> rock. Do you have another rock with a wine glass sitting next to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> If the wine grass longer. spills, is that good or bad? I'm going to quickly check Amazon to see if they sell scleroscopes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and are they more or less than a bouncy house is what I want to know. Uh, okay, no. Again, bouncy house, super soft, high bounce. High bounce, high bounce, super soft. Right. Hmm? What happens to a diamond tip hammer in a bouncy castle? Yeah. That's one of those uh, <laughs> Zen Cohen's, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not answerable. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, could God make something so powerful to kill it? <laughs> Give me a large enough plank and a whatever. What's the saying? And who said that? Uh, well, levers. If I had a large enough devil, lever, I could move the whole world. And his name was. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it's Levy. Archimedes. Archimedes. Oh, like Pliny, Archimedes. Pliny the Elder. Let's, let's call Pliny, him Archimedes. Pliny the Younger. So Levy I'm looking up Moe's. I'm trying to see if there's any little Moe's to prove whether there was some hardness going on at some point. I don't see proof that he had children or not. What about adamantium? Is that harder than... I gotta believe that's harder than anything. His uh, his Wikipedia page is really heavily focused on his scientific credentials and very little about his boning. It's <laughs> 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 so that's weird. the problem with Wikipedia. The hardness yeah. of Moe's. Yeah. Maybe someone erased it. I, so, I've been watching a lot of the show uh, Ancient Aliens. They've been doing these uh, these marathons of ancient uh, aliens. Documentary, yeah. All right, there's yeah, yeah, documentary. And I was struck by one thing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. There was a guy, he was a, a Japanese scientist, and in 1999, he released these findings that when uh, he would uh, take water and he would bottle it, and then he would uh, give it either positive energy or negative oh, energy. Like yeah. one group of water, he would ca- say, you're a fool, but it was like <laughs> yeah. Japanese, so you big fool or whatever. <laughs> and then it was like, uh, you have uh, brought, and then you're a great, number one, to the other water. Yeah. And then when it froze and it crystallized, this the water that got the positive messages was beautifully crystallized, huh. whereas the, the water that got the negative messages was all messed up and I, weird. Is looking. this a real wow. science experiment or is this the plot of Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, is they're using Ghostbusters, but, but it, 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 they it used was a, it. It was in, a real thing that no, a guy that a guy published no. in 1999, and I was wondering if you guys have ever heard of it because it was yes, on Ancient Aliens. I heard of it because it was also in a shitty, shitty movie that everyone in Portland loved in 2003 when it came out, partly because it was shot at Baghdad Theater in part, and it had okay. Marley Matlin. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And DB uh, DB Sweeney. Uh, DB right? Cooper, you're thinking of? No, DB Cooper is the guy that jumped out of the thing. DB Sweeney um, was in Eight Men Out. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, but the movie is garbage, but everybody lost hear no their evil. shit over it. See No Evil. No, Hear No Evil was the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor thing. No, I think it's No, that's... I think it's Hear No Evil. 
Wait, what's Marley and Matt? Oh, what the bleep do we know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, what the bleep do I remember when that was awful? And people loved it. Like everyone was telling me that. Oh my. That that. I should check it out, and then I'm like, "Oh no, this is complete bullshit!" Like they don't they don't show any of the credentials of the Talking Heads until the end of the movie because they know that if they did, you'd stop paying attention because some of them are physicists and some of them are Ramtha. Do you know Ramtha? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Tell me about, what, what's your experience of Ramtha. Re, uh, remind me again of Ramtha. Ramtha is the is the fifteen thousand year old warrior yes. that lives in, in the body of that one lady that lives in Salem, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she she's like a zillionaire because people come and talk to her because he's from Atlantis. Yeah, why did people and he believe happens that? to live in her body? You keep keep telling the story of why Ramtha do people believe second. that? Well, I think that's everything I know about Ramtha because I don't know if you know this. People are looking for answers <laughs> in this cold, shitty hellhole of a life that we live, <laughs> and apparently, not uh, religion doesn't uh, doesn't always cover it. Yeah. So then there's people that take advantage of that oh, so and she make said up something? lies. But uh, the the, uh, the character of Ramtha is actually she does it very very well. Like huh. she like goes into this whole character where she starts speaking, and I'll tell you what, I would pay just to see that. Just to see it. I wouldn't pay the amount of money that people are giving her. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. yeah, and she lives. It's outside of Salem, right, Andy? I think that's true. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in Oregon that Ramtha lives. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, is it is she just Ramtha or is she other people? I think she's just Ramtha. Yeah, because there's been some other spinoffs of where people say that there's some sort of ancient warrior. Yeah, this is going to come as a shock to you. Uh, so I had <laughs> like, a nah, look at this. You're not at a second one. Uh, Marasu Imoto is the name of the. Uh, researcher who did the ice crystal positive right, and negative right, thing. Right, 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 right. And it turns out there has been some scientific criticism of his Wait methods. A what? Because uh, um, I've been yelling at water for years. <laughs> <laughs> you have. <laughs> Why are you so wet? <laughs> They'll teach you to fail to clean me. <laughs> but maybe it was the criticism that changed his experiment. Yep. Because it was negative. Right, it, <laughs> that's a good point. Um. Uh, so yeah, um, apparently his, uh, experiments fell, fall short of proof since they do not control for other factors such in the supercooling of water. Uh. Also, he was just like, this one was prettier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the result. The other one wasn't as pretty. <laughs> he, he so far failed to take the $1 million paranormal channel, uh, challenge that James Randi. Oh, yeah, did. yeah. And the bigger thing What's in that What's the $1 million movie, paranormal challenge? Uh, James Randi, who's the like famous debunker that okay. um you would have seen him on a thousand tv shows he's the guy he looks has a beard he's a mythbuster guy mythbuster guy uh no, no. no but he no, a bit, never heard. But he turns him like penn and teller do a lot of stuff with him right. and he has this challenge that he set up and over the years the fund has grown to the point that it's now a million dollars for anyone who can demonstrate any like i that it's more specifically linguistically defined than I'm about to, but like anything yeah. paranormal or supernatural. Anything magical, yeah. And nobody has been able to claim the money. Yeah, well, every so often... <laughs> how, how would they? Yeah. Magic isn't real. <laughs> yeah, every so often, most... Like, he's he's issued the challenge to numerous famous uh, bullshitters like right. Yuri Geller and whatever those... I can't remember the names of the various TV psychics, and they've mostly refused to take part in it for various reasons. Uh, but numerous people have tried to take the test, and they've all had various reasons why they flunked out in the end. Wow. Well, what's the, like, who's the judge? The guy giving the million dollars? Uh, they, <laughs> well, in advance, I think he, they're pretty rigorous about 
um, Randy and his team design the experiment, but it gets approved with the contestant or whatever you want to call right. the, or the challenger or whatever you want to call them, and they set up scientifically rigorous authentication and verification. I would watch this TV show, and they should they should do this every week, right? With yeah, uh, I mean, like a, except that the paranormal Shark episode, Tank. It's it's unsatisfying as a as a TV format because the end you is want because you want no, it to be it's real. not real. Yeah, right. it's, it's, I don't get I mean, how those ghost hunting shows keep on the air because yeah. every episode has to end with yeah. Well, not this week because like MythBusters, part oh, no, of the joy like of it is some of the myths are busted. What's that? Sorry, they have like a door closing. I think that yeah, mostly yeah. on those so shows. Have you ever seen the one where oh they throw a brick and then a, <laughs> and a, then a piece of wood and the guys yeah. run out of the building and they leap out of the second story? Have you ever seen this one? <laughs> oh, I have diamond tip hammer. Oh, this is the best one ever. It's these two guys and they're like taunting the ghost come out come out ghost come out and then they turn this corner and you see a brick fly in the air and then you see a two by four fly in the air and they would go ah! <laughs> they scream and it's just well they got a million dollars coming to them then they do the background narration as a we couldn't find the door out so we had to leap from a second story window it's like wait you finally find a ghost and this is what you do your plan of attack it's like Dan Aykroyd get him that was your plan <laughs> you that was run away and jump out a window. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, well, there's a lot of mysteries of the human body and the and the brain that we just don't understand. Right? <laughs> uh, like, for example, a new brain map based on multiple scans of more than 400 individuals has carved the cortex into a hundred different, 180 different compartments, 97 of which are new. This crumpled outer layer of the brain is home to our advanced cognition, perception, movement. And ghosts. Oh, I mean, I'm just—that's a little bit of editorializing, but um, it has been mapped in various ways for centuries. But this new effort is a landmark attempt at a definitive modern atlas for neuroscientists. The work is reported in Nature, and the data is available to scientists online. It's the most significant result to date from the Human uh, Connectome Project, a U.S.-led collaboration aimed at uh, unraveling the wiring of the human brain and how it affects behavior. Dr. M. Robinson, now at Imperial College London, is co-author of the Nature Paper and was part of the Oxford University team which built software to analyze the project's huge streams of data. This is the culmination of the entire HCP project that we've been working towards, she told BBC News. The paper is really a mammoth effort by Matthew Glazer and David Van Essen of Washington University, St. Louis, manually labeling brain regions but also pulling together all the streams we've been working on, trying to collect incredibly high-quality images and state-of-the-art image processing techniques. The team used several different types of information derived from lengthy scanning sessions of 210 people to define the boundaries of 180 areas in each brain hemisphere. To begin with, there were physical properties to consider, such as the amount of myelin, the substance which wraps nerve fibers detected throughout the cortex, or variations in the folding and thickness of the cortex. But the researchers also looked at brain activity, which regions were activated by particular tasks uh, reading as opposed to gambling, for example, and to what extent was activity in one area correlated and coordinated with activity elsewhere. After using automated, automatic comp computational tools to separate those 180 areas, the team set about testing and confirming the results on a fresh sample of 210 individual brains. Uh, there were perhaps inevitably some differences between individuals, but brain researchers have welcomed the map as the most detailed human brain atlas to date. Professor Tim Behrens, another com computational neuroscientist at the University of Oxford involved in the HCP, was not an author on the new paper, uh, but described the thing as awe-inspiring. Obviously, there are a bunch of people <laughs> mm, here. Yeah. Good review. 
right? <laughs> Obviously, there are a bunch of people, he said, who have done parcellations before, but this one is extraordinary because of the level of precision. Each one of these 180 errors in the paper is described in detail, its relation to previous literature, its functional properties, its anatomical properties. Nobody will do as good a job as this for a long time. It will be the parcellation that is used by all of neuroscience, I would think. Uh... This is a very long article, but... This is going to make things even more complicated for what I'm trying to do on this... Uh, this writing job I have right now is psychology-based, and I've been trying to just get back up to speed on, on the brain regions, and then I realized I never was up to speed. Like, I thought it was sort of straightforward to at least get the basic si- sections down. But well, which like, one's the one that has, like, impatience and distemper <laughs> and <laughs> charm? Yeah, I think that's... Uh, well, no, you're thinking of... Uh, that's like in the yellow bile duct, I think. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But no, the, all the sections have so many different names, and, and the, the mapping of them is so old. I don't know if it's because of the different eras of of classifying the regions, but like also the descriptions of the areas have so much overlap, there's no easy way to memorize what controls what, because this, this one's motor, motor skills. This one's also motor skills. This one's memory, but this one's also memory. And um, this is going to make it just that much harder. And when are we going to admit we just don't fucking know? Like, I just read an article about a guy who has, like, 10% of his brain, and he's perfectly functional. He's a couple of kids. He's well, got an IQ of 85. You, well, that must be... He only has 10%. The rest of is brain. just liquid. Like, his brain is just... His skull is just full of this... Well, uh, that, he must uh, have just Donald got the Trump. 10% that we use. Right. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's... Ex- well, the best of us use 10%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he, he won't be able to do any, like, telepathy. Right. Because that's in the other ninety percent. Not like Lucy. You're not going to win that million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is there is a slight dissenting voice, Professor Simon Eichhoff oh. from the University of Dusseldorf. Uh, so he did say it's a big step forward and was built on an impressive variety of data. It's very useful. It betters the descriptions we have been available until now. But he cautioned against describing the ninety-seven freshly delineated regions as new areas. If you look at the classical brain maps, even from the 19th century, they were whole brain maps. They had a label for every spot on the cortex. Any part of the brain has already been looked at. This work certainly defines something clearly, where knowledge has been imprecise and maybe contradictory, but new is a tricky term. Professor Behrens, meanwhile, said that beyond the map's utility for neuroscientists and neurosurgeons, it would change the way he thinks about the human brain. It conceptually changes things. Uh... Brain areas are not coarsely divided with, say, 50 pieces that we need to figure out what they're doing. As you get more embedded data, you can subdivide it further and further, and we should be thinking about the brain in this much more granular way. I don't know about some of these regions, though. It's like, what? let's see, I flank, like snarky chuck, argument that they're having. T-bone, fillet. I don't think these are legitimate regions. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong, wrong thing. I, no, I'm pretty You're sure looking, this I is think a, that's a cow. Brain, I mean, yeah. You might be looking it's, at a cow. Um, is the round? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So obviously you can only study a brain po- post mortem, right? They can only. What about like when like in a these... movie when they have like the things on your head? Right, and then they run on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> also that. You always got to run on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> what is this doing in my brain? No, you're just kind of fat. <laughs> well, but it, like, so they say. So we've mapped the brain. Obviously, the brain. But maybe the brain has changed. Like our bodies yeah. have changed. Human beings are physically bigger than they've ever been, and we continually get physically bigger than we've ever been. I don't think we've been. developed any new organs based on our overeating, though. No, but <laughs> I mean, the point is. But something. why wouldn't we? Like, if we're getting bigger, if we're getting physically bigger, and if we're uh, if our brains are being used in different fashions than they've mm-hmm. ever been used before, which they are now, then maybe our brain would actually change maybe like like yeah, we would evolve like yeah. we evolved with thumbs and like, I, th- you know, I think how we used to have two dicks right right, right. well that's we yeah, yeah there is that did we lose that one <laughs> really a bummer well i guess it just you know dragged um 
But uh, they would just have sex with each other all day. <laughs> as soon as one dick touched the other, it just uh, it can't just, get anything done. Yeah. That's the problem. Is you have two dicks; they don't get along. Yeah. Like, what if they're oh, just yeah, down there so fighting all day? And, like, and one's always slightly bigger than the other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Although the one guy is that normal? Because my my second dick's bigger than my first, but I just <laughs> that's completely it's, normal. Is it, oh, it, first that's of all, such a relief. And it's usually the left one is what I found. Yeah. I don't know. My left one is bigger. Uh-oh. Isn't that weird? Cause I, which is weird, because I'm right-handed. How do you find pants that fit? I don't even know where to go anymore. I thought it was because I was right-handed, I'd somehow made this right one smaller. <laughs> you squeezed it. It's more dense. Way, yeah, like the way you masturbate. Sort of pushed it in. This is more, we have, we more have dense. talked about the two-dick guy in this podcast, haven't we? Uh, we I have. I, I might have actually I think left, every so. time I've been on, we've talked about Fucking fascinating. <laughs> I checked back in with him. because He's it, a real guy. He's, he's a real guy. guy. He's How not a made guy. Because he, this came out, it was around New Year's, I remember it was on New Year's because like I was like, this year is starting off bonkers. <laughs> like yeah. January 2nd, the world discovers a dude with two dicks. Um, I think it was two or three years ago. And then since then, he's put out a couple different memoirs. <laughs> like he has an autobiography, but then also like yeah. a book of just his sexual exploits. Uh, that would be a memoir. So does people, um, do people memoir? like having sex with them? Uh, I th- I think so. I haven't read the book. I just saw that he because I, I don't remember, like would that really be that? Do they, can cool one get hard another? independently of the other? Um, I f- I think they only get hard together, and I think he prefers <laughs> oh, one over the other. But they're about the same size, and he also got penis lengthening surgery in both of them after he <laughs> publicly came out as having. What? So now he's got like Google what? image search it if you want. I'm not going. Why didn't he just put the other one it. on top of the other? But they're both like pretty fucking Should big. Stacked them. <laughs> He's got <laughs> so when someone goes down on him, he has to be like, nah, I actually kind of like the other one. I, I forgot. Can he go to the right works. one? I forgot if he puts them together or what happens. But uh, oh I'm not trying to God. take this last episode from our beautiful backyard yeah, into the gutter. Backyard, and then yeah. It's just interesting that he's still around. That he's putting out. He's still around. He's like someone's gonna he's, kill him. Uh, he, I don't he, know. He, he's like still. He, he, he the, would only have his 15 minutes. But <laughs> think a hunter was still fascinating. Shot him and mounted him already. Mounted those two dicks on their wall. Are you looking it up, Matt? Uh, no. Oh come no. on! Yeah, you'll be on a list. Yeah. you don't want to be on that list. I don't know you? if I can, I don't know if I can look it up because the camera you've moved the camera around for the Facebook Live video and now it's pointing at that's my. Gonna that's make, right. That means it's now porn. Yeah, yeah which your whole make, browser history. Exactly. Yeah. We'll no longer be in. Is comedy. there two balls? There's a safe way two of. Sets I think of it's balls? just two. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's that's just a two really balls. good question. Is I it like the thing? No, you can safely look in up Willow. The, 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 the I wonder if they could see it the on the dragon. ultrasound. Like if they knew this was coming. I haven't read the. I bet the book talks about. <laughs> it's a boy again. Twice. Like yeah, because imagine that life. Because like the first few, the first I don't know, five or six years, you probably think like, oh, everyone's got two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day you find out, and then when you're six and you see all the other dicks, right? You see everything, <laughs> and, and you see like your first one, like this guy is a weirdo. So your like, second dick's really. Hey, small. mom, I saw a guy with one dick. <laughs> right? Honey, when are we gonna tell him? <laughs> just wait, just wait. Ironically, character. And then you're like, wait a minute, whose dick did you see, son? <laughs> then you got a whole yeah. new problem yeah, that you got to worry about. <laughs> you got to get get him into a new little. You're week. six. It's awful. <laughs> I forgot how we got down. Oh, brain mapping. Yes. Brain mapping. Brain right. mapping. It always leads and we to we thought dicks. about our second brain. If only. No, it's so it's, my point is... If you could have two dicks if and two brains. If we're using or, or a bouncy house. Or a bouncy house. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which you choose? $200 bouncy house. <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. You're twice as smart or you have two dicks. Or a bouncy house. Twice Wait, as smart. Where is I don't know why brain, you need a second Is the other dick. brain, like I have two small brains in my head or I have an extra head? How about we'll just say twice as smart or... Or two dicks? Hmm. Wait. Or should we say twice as dicked? 
Twice as big. Oh, your dick can be twice as big, or you can be twice as smart. Twice as big would be too twice much. Twice as big is too much. Yeah. yeah. For most people, right? Even the average guy, twice as big would be bad. Twice as big would be unwieldy. Okay, but here's the question: by volume, everyone only by needs like a couple length, more inches. Because if you double it in length <laughs> and everything else stays the same, then it's probably gonna it's like what quadruple? No, uh, eight times the volume. All right. So if you're talking about double the volume. So if you double the volume, the length might only increase by like uh, well, the cube a couple inches. Yeah, the you know? cube root yeah. to two. Okay. Right. I'll is, take the wait. Uh, is the, the I'll take the brain. And do your balls stay the same size, or do they grow I with? I think the you dick? want them to stay the same size, because otherwise, the in this perspective, you want to have the doubling the volume point. would increase the each dimension by just over a quarter. That, so like, that's totally reasonable. It's like one point two six. So doubling the oh, volume, yeah. you still so got so a very you get reasonable the thickness plus the. Ooh, okay. Ooh, twice as I still think I'm going to take the brain because I feel like you get way more like what if you be- get way more out of like being twice as smart what than if you being, would having just like a better dick. Mm-hmm. No, what if it? What if I it, don't want to know anything else though. I know all the stuff <laughs> I want to know. But like, the, what, the what what's a better much, dick going to get you that much more of? Um, well, this would be an interesting question for our wives. Would they yeah, rather would us they have <laughs> twice I, the dick or twice the brain? Ooh, yeah, that's more of a question for them. Honestly, twice the intelligence could really be a burden. You don't know what that would be like, and that yeah, might make you, know, you be correcting them. And you might not be able to relate to the people. Mm, yeah, it might just set you apart. You and that isn't true with a big dick, because there's a lot of guys with big dicks that are very—they're very relatable. That I found. They're <laughs> 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 just like you and me. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should get out of out of the dick. Oh, yeah, sorry. Out of the dick. No, yeah, it's my I don't fault. Know where, where I, I, I did it. Out um, of the dick hole. There's there's a story we were gonna do last week. Fall into a real dick hole, hey guys. <laughs> yeah. That's that a good bookend. <laughs> yeah, take another sip, Og. How's that beer? <sighs> it's delicious, actually. Do they? Can we show it on the thing? Do, do we? Well, I don't. I, that's do not an official sponsor. We've okay, had a different well, beer sponsor in the past. I don't know Ugh. if we want to ah. officially. Uh, well, it turns out that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's both sides. I, <laughs> I hope you're enjoying those. It turns out that a well-crafted, well-curated jukebox and a frosty beer. Have long gone hand in hand, but they may be more intertwined than we ever imagined. Mm-hmm. New research suggests that listening to certain music while drinking a beer can directly affect how we perceive that beer to taste. For example, if you're listening to the high-pitched music while sipping a Budweiser, that beer might seem to taste sweeter than it actually does. Conversely, if you're listening to deep, bass-heavy music, you might think the beer is bitterer and more alcoholic than it actually is. Hmm. That, in a nutshell, is what was found in a study um, set to be published in September in the scientific journal Food Quality and Preference. And um, it drew from existing research following... That sounds like... Uh, it's uh, like a, a scientific journal written by Long Island grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> it's good quality. <laughs> Have you been to... We, we, it's just a recommendation. We did most of our study at Olive Garden. <laughs> we went to a place you would like so much. It's called... What is the name Gary, of what's it? What's it called again? What was it? Well, no. Anyway, well, there was the guy, the waiter. And when you sit down, <laughs> where is they have this cool thing they do where they bring by the, what's that stuff called? They bring it, it's in a, bat. anyway, then they bring that by and you can just pick from any different thing. Okay. <laughs> Journal of Food Quality and Preference. Uh, this drew from existing research showing that sound is an important part of the sense of taste. Felipe Carvalho of, uh, Vrish Universität Brussels set out to see just how much various pitches interact with beers. I believe it. Um, and he probably got bef- a huge federal grant for that. 
Before pursuing his PhD, he spent many years as a sound designer, so he put together 24 tracks meant to enhance their perceptions of sweetness, bitterness, and sourness. And after narrowing these down to three tracks, he gathered 340 participants, random visitors to the Music Instruments Museum in Brussels, with no prior knowledge of the study, and a boatload of three different types of beer. The brew, uh, they had a light blonde with 4.5% alcohol, a triple with 8%, and a Belgian pale ale with 6%, all with very different tastes. Carvalho and his team then conducted three experiments, and each one different participants tasted the beer, the same beer twice, only they were not told it was the same. At each tasting, a different soundscape was played, and the participants had to mark down what the beers tasted like and what they thought was the alcohol content of did each. They, do you reckon they told them they were playing music and it's important, or do you reckon they just went like, hey, just chill out and have this beer, I'm just gonna... It's really quiet in here, let's... I feel like if they told them, would it maybe ruin it? That actually worked out perfectly. It started right as you were doing the beer thing. What just happened there? I have to take this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing because you said that. Yeah. Right as yeah. music just started. As the music, as the music, yeah. started. music just started playing. Do we do we pause are the podcast here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the rules. I'm gonna keep going like we are. Because I've been trying to develop comedy that makes nachos taste better. Because <laughs> I think I'd get hired. Like, like if yeah, there's a lot of nachos in comedy clubs. Right? So you'd be selling them. <laughs> and also uh, 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 Bad cheese, chicken cheese. fingers. Yeah, the cheese sticks. Oh, yeah, mozzarella sticks. Oh, my God. Oh. Man, back before I didn't care if I was going to die or not, I ate a lot of those. <laughs> when did you, so, that change? Uh, when I had the kid. The oh, I had to God. stop eating cheese sticks. Andy, <laughs> is that you finding somewhere to live? And he got the place, everybody. And he's found a new place. And he's not going to be homeless. He's no longer Valley Trash. (laughs) He's West Hollywood. West Holly. Weeho. Way cooler than the Valley. Yeah, way cooler than the Valley. No parking, though. Yeah. No, I got parking. You got parking? I used to live in West Hollywood. It's nice. West Hollywood. Everybody's leaving the Valley. Are you in the Valley? No, I've never been in the Valley. I don't think I could ever. It's too hot. It is hot. And it's like it's already hot anyway. And then add the valley. Still, is it still live, Matt? Uh, I, I wasn't playing it live. Can you go look on Facebook real quick? Don't watch this part. Don't look at me. <laughs> How many people were looking for the place, Andy? Did he tell you? Looking at this place? Yeah. No one but me. When did it go on the market? It didn't go on the market. I know someone in the building. Oh, nice. So that's why I was like, I got to grab this thing. I think I got a Studio or one bedroom? One bedroom. Nice. I think this is live. And you're going to be all alone? Oh, yes. No housemates? No housemates, no nothing. You're going to be lonely, man. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. You're going to be sad. I'm not going to be sad. You're going to be very sad. <laughs> this back, is an amazing right? place. <laughs> I want to talk about why this is not a great place. Well, uh, the thing is, no, I mean, here's the thing, Andy. It's like, you know, you're single, and I know you're worried that you're going to die alone. And uh, and you probably will. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> you're, you're, the way you're going to die is you're going to, you know, slip in the bathroom or something and hit your head, and you're going to bleed out, and whatever bullshit animal that you've rescued is going to partially devour your body. <laughs> I don't, and I, don't I know that you're animals. worried about that, because that's the inevitable end to your life. But you shouldn't be. You shouldn't worry about that because as like, we all gotta go sometime. Like, you know, to have somebody in your life that yeah. matters. We know mm-hmm. that we're gonna die surrounded by people that we love. It's worth dying alone to get to live alone. That's a yeah, self help. That's book. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Okay. Is so that self help? So you hate your because you don't like your roommates, or because yeah, and even like it's so like trashy. We're moving. We have to be out by the first. So tomorrow is the last day I can have people over for the pool party, and I'm like I had to like fight the dude to be okay with that. I'm like, why am I having to get permission when I pay rent? Here? Yeah, you're leaving anyway. Like, but even if I didn't, like the fact is the pool just sits empty 99% of the time. Yeah. What's mm. the point of having this place if you can't use it? And also, yeah. why am I paying rent? And then he's like, and also there's that uh, creepy dude set up in the dining room, so I should be... I should be like conscious of that. Like, I don't fucking care what this guy who isn't paying rent, who I've never met before, this yeah. creepy old drunk who's in the house mysteriously staying in Jesse's room that he's already, he's still paying rent for that. I don't care. This dude burst into the room when I was having sex last week and I'm supposed to care about whether he's interrupted by this party. Wait, what? Well, that's, rent. Yeah, that what? seems yeah. like the place. Uh, I mean, the house itself is great. What was his excuse for bursting in? He wanted to know how to reset the router. <laughs> <laughs> Did he still keep asking you? Even after No, he, he knocked and then just opened the door. I didn't wait for an answer. And, uh, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Also, who the fuck are you? And what are you doing in my house? You don't pay rent. Oh my uh, god! You are. Did you keep having you. sex? I mean, yeah. Did, did he keep? <laughs> did he keep watching? Yeah, we invited him in. It's a little bit hot. Yeah. Um, but you finished out. <laughs> I feel like we've wrapped uh, it up. I've taken this episode in the gutter. No. Uh, yeah, what are we talking about? Beer. I got the apartment. Beer tastes good. Um, so yeah, but they, it they tastes differently different, with different sounds. Yes, three different experiments. Uh, so they, most of the participants couldn't tell they were drinking the same beer two times in a row, even though they were t- drinking the same thing and they had different music playing. Um, while listening to the sweet soundscape, which was again comprised of uh, higher pitches, that should be comprised, whatever, comprised and composed. I that, now that I know what those what the difference is, I always see that no one uses comprised. Right. Hold on, comprised it means made up of. Use and use comprised in a sentence. Um, this uh, this. Chocolate milk is comprised of milk and chocolate. No, it's composed of it. This chocolate milk. This chocolate milk comprises milk and chocolate, or this chocolate milk is composed of milk and chocolate. The bigger thing comprises its elements. It's not comprised of its elements. Oh, okay. A deck of cards. A deck comprises fifty-two cards. A deck I can is do imply and infer. <laughs> What's the difference there? You imply something. Oh yeah, and yeah, I oh, infer. yeah. I know the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I anyway, still don't know. I still don't get it. Which one? <laughs> the, bigger thing comprises, the bigger thing comprises the smaller things. Smaller okay. things compose the bigger thing. The bigger yeah. thing is composed of the smaller right. things. So okay. you're saying like Mozart it. was smaller than his music. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. But see, now no one's going to forget it. Everyone listening will wow. get it now. Now you just remember like a little Mozart's 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 and a music comprises of yeah. Mozart? Big, big Mozart no, he, he comprises composed. little Mozart's. The music. So then, if the the music right. would so be comprised bigger, of Mozart, but it's it's compri- it, he composed no. the music. So right. the music. Are we still doing? Yeah, totally get it. Are yeah. we still <laughs> doing? <laughs> it's totally it. By the way, are we still doing the Long Island grandparents? Remember when the guy composed? <laughs> was it a play or was it a concert? What was his <laughs> name that we saw? Mozart. <laughs> he com- He was Maz- comprised. Maz- Maseratis. <laughs> Maserati. Okay, basically, you, you know what the, where the story goes. They play the higher pitch stuff. They think it's sweeter, right. even though they're tasting so the same. So what makes uh, it taste yeah. better? That's well, all I, mean, I want to care. Do I don't care. Want I want sweet, bitter. I don't want, want sweeter. Do I want I'll better. Play, I'll play some EDM for you if you want bitter beer, and I'll play you some uh, some sweet high-end Mozart if you want some sweetness. By the way, friend of the show, Morgan Perrine sent in that story. Thank you, Morgan. Let me Thank see you. if there's anything else uh, important from this. Does it affect any other taste besides beer? And by the way, I'm sick of these experiments 
where they don't tell you that you're drinking the same thing or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, I told you it was beer, but it was just dirty water with my balls dipped in it. Uh, and we thought we'd... Fuck you. Just tell me. The sound of- I, that's why I'll never do a blind experiment. Yeah. You don't know what it is. And you're always going to be trying to like out... You know, trying to like guess what the actual thing they're testing right. is. Yeah, it seems you know, like immediately you're in your own head. Yeah, and if you're not, then you're a dum dum, and you're probably a bad person to use as a. Anyway, so uh, the and sound has, of have piano. Have you looked at the science of the Coke Pepsi uh, taste test? That was a big. I've thing read. In the I've 70s. read the Malcolm Gladwell take on it. What is it? Oh, I, I've never. I don't which know. Which is that this. New Coke was a failure because they thought that the Pepsi challenge was something that they had to react to because in small doses, everyone preferred Pepsi because it's sweeter. But yeah, for one taste, it's better, but then a whole can of it, and you're like sick to your stomach. So Coke was like, well, they're beating us in this taste test, even though it's a flawed test, because it's not the kind of way you drink the stuff. Uh-huh. So then they put out new Coke that was super sweet to compete, and everyone's like, no, this is, I can't drink a whole thing of this. And then they hmm. had to go back to the Coca-Cola Classic. I hope Malcolm Gladwell has a nice life. But then they're, 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 but he'll know by now. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's Gladwell detractors. There's a lot of people that think that he's full of shit, kind of. Yeah, but he gets referenced all the time. He does. Like yeah, the, I mean, it's the like the ultimate guy. like airplane book that you can then talk about at a party and sound kind of smart. Now he's got a podcast. Debunked. <laughs> Are we up against him in the science podcast? If, That's no, a good he's thing. not he's comedy. Not, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, by the way, there was another story that Justin Broad sent in that we could have linked to when we were talking about the titanium because there is a the first successful biohybrid being using 3D printing and genetic engineering. Scientists genetically engineered and 3D printed. Uh, no. This being opening the door for further, further for lifelike robots and artificial intelligence. Uh, oh. It looks a bit like a baby ray, but in fact, this tiny flexible swimmer is the product of a team of diverse scientists. Uh, Ke- Kit Kevin Parker, who's a PhD, a Harvard, uh, sorry, a Harvard professor researching how to build a human heart, saw his daughter entranced by watching stingrays at the New England Aquarium in Boston. He wondered if he could engineer a muscle that could move in the same sinuous, undulating fashion. The quest for material led to creating an artificial ray with 3D-printed rubber body at the School of Engineering and Applied Sciences at Harvard. Uh, and scientists from Illinois and Michigan joined the team, and Stanford. Uh, they reinforced the soft rubber body with a 3D-printed gold skeleton so thin it functions like cartilage. Uh, geneticists adapted rat heart cells so they could respond to light by contracting. What? Then they were grown in a carefully arranged pattern on the rubber and around the gold skeleton. Um, the newly engineered animal responds to light so well scientists were able to guide it through an obstacle course 15 times its length using strong and weak light pulses. Uh, what? Why isn't this the <laughs> yeah, biggest story yeah. in the world? Yeah. There's just a We've monster out there. We've created life? Well, it responds I'm to not wrong, this is With a, a huge printer. deal. Uh, it's a, the study authors write our ray outperformed existing locomotive biohybrid systems in terms of speed, distance traveled, and durability. Bracket six days, demonstrating the potential of self-propelled, photoactively activated tissue-engineered robots. Uh, so, yeah, it says science of this type is fundamental for engineering special-purpose creations such as artificial worms that sniff out and eat cancer, or bionic body parts for those who have suffered accidents or disease. Imagine having little swimmers in your system that rush to the site of medical emergencies such as a stroke. Uh, the promise of sensor-rich soft tissue frees robots to move more easily and yet not be cut off from needed input. Sensitized robot soft tissue could perform without the energy-sucking heaviness of metal or the artificial barrier of hard plastic exoskeletons. Uh, thanks to disruptive cross-disciplinary applied science like this, entrepreneurs in the next few years will be able to play on the border of what is life, what a life means, and what life can be. 
They expect to see companies using biohybrid beings to commercialize applications that solve some of the largest and most lucrative challenges we find today. That was a very business-led final paragraph because it's yeah. in Inc. Dot com. This is the most horrifying story I've ever heard. Oh, come on. It's this awesome. is awful. It's just no, awesome. We're creating life. We're creating life. See, I don't understand 3D printers anyway. Yeah. I, it, I mean, does anybody, I don't get it. I don't understand it what it is. dots. I know that. Yeah, and, and, but there's a hard, there's a thing at the end that yeah. you can hold. Yeah, and but you it can, just, it, it really is just, we've talked about them quite a bit on the show. There are a few different methods for 3D printing, but the basic, um, the ones that you can buy for a reasonable amount of money now just the same way just like a dot that dries really fast right yeah well the same the same way a normal printer if you look if you watch like an inkjet printer and you watch it printing a thing moves around and where let's say you do let's just take the black and white version just a a little bar moves across and where it needs to be black it sprays ink and where it needs to be white it doesn't spray ink and then it goes on to the next line and a 3d printer just does that but it builds it up layer by layer in the same way so it just sprays a little bit of this resin and it's where some it needs sort of to be. plastic material. Yes, yeah, right? like a little. It's it's like a plastic. Well, again, there are different methods. Yeah, I but feel the like you're one, downplaying how cool that is. It's pretty cool. It's it just very does cool. Does it 3D? But it just that's basically yeah. what it does. It has the sort of plasticky material that can be melted or dissolved in some way and that, then like, dries really. Yeah, yeah. And so really it fast. just almost like a really tiny toothpaste stream, yeah. and it but just this sort of, one's made of rat brains. <laughs> and, yeah, stingray. This is it's, impressive. That's amazing. And it, it just like kill me, <laughs> kill me. So, <laughs> at what point do we become afraid of science? This is the point. At what point? This is the th- point. This is the point. No, I'm saying, <laughs> at what point? Like, it, do we get afraid of like, oh my, we, maybe yeah. we've created too much here? That's too late. When uh, are we? Yeah. When are we playing God? Is what I'm asking <laughs> you people. A long time ago, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm afraid of this little stingray that's <laughs> apparently going to go through yeah, my like, body I don't and get flesh what out it, strokes. What's it doing? No, it, it just it, what it, else it is moves? It do? What does it do? Yeah, I think, it just moves? Um, I think I, I feel like this light? thing is more um, proof of concept. A proof of concept. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like how, what, what considers it alive? Be, it's not going to be like a Roomba for you yet or something. If what makes good. it be alive? What, what, um, what counts it? What it has count? to have a consciousness, right? Is that? I don't it has know. to be yeah. aware of itself to be alive, right? Well, I think there are different there are different like definitions of what life is now, because it's been. I think the version we learned at school Very has been superseded by more mm-hmm. nuanced yeah. ideas, but it has to. Oh, there's a footnote here. They said this week they did uh, just teach it to love. So wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! So it's dead now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the day after that, it learned cynicism. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. And then someone read it a paradox, <laughs> <laughs> and it caught fire <laughs> in the hills of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, that's it. All comes full circle. Yeah, comes I thought full it was circle. just about Trump's nomination, but no. it's uh, okay. How about that uh, Scott Bayo speech, huh, guys? I didn't, I didn't see it. It moved me. It moved me. Yeah. I tried to watch some of it, and then I was just like, ah, I'm just turn this off. I mean, he, speech, he's no Sabato Jr., but it was pretty good. <laughs> it, it I was only saw to... like, a little bit of Chris Christie, and that was um, a couple other people. And I, I would like drive, and I'd turn on the radio and hear it and just be like, I don't know why I'm listening. Like, I've just been listening to like this whole election for so long that now I'm like, why am I even listening anymore? Yeah. The thing is, I want to hate the Trump kids so badly, and I sort <laughs> yeah. of do just because of who they are yeah. and what they represent like in life. But, <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. They are good at being on camera. They're yeah. really good speakers. You There's think so? No, yeah. Did you see the oratory of, uh, I heard the one of uh, Ivanka? Was, yeah. Actually, Ivanka was amazing. Was she it? talked about she wants affordable child care in this country. What? <laughs> 
Okay. She, she was talking about how her dad wants to pass laws for equal pay for equal work. It's like, okay, what? Okay. Huh. Not exactly a Republican theme, but... It, it is a weird... I did yeah, see an they didn't get about, the memo. <laughs> about how, how people like Trump, talking about... how they want their wives and their daughters to be so different. You know, how, how they want such different things for women when it comes to... Their wife. yeah, what they want a woman to be when it's their daughter versus yeah. when it's their wife. I want my daughter oh, interesting, to be. yeah, yeah. But um, it is weird how they're always like, why Scott Bayo and Sabato? Like yeah. Hillary doesn't have to get like Punky Brewster to yeah. stop. Yeah, for I mean, like the, the DNC, she could. The, yeah. <laughs> the DNC has said like I think Katy Perry is speaking, who yeah. is arguably the <laughs> yeah. biggest star in the world, yeah. and, and against Sabato Junior. <laughs> I don't know Belvedere. that I would follow either of their advice on who to vote for. Yeah, I yeah that's another, maybe Sabato Senior. Sabato Senior, I think, <laughs> had, had it going on. I don't know about his kid though. He was. I had no idea who he was. Like, I, I'd I never heard why, of the guy. I forgot why I know who he is, but I know who he is. Apparently, like, he was an underwear model. Or yeah, was he, he, he was an underwear Jumps? model, and then he was on. Uh, so, he was on nighttime soap operas, I think. Uh, and then I've seen him on a bunch of reality shows. My favorite reality show ever that only ran for one year. It was Celebrity Circus. Uh-huh. Where they competed in circus stuff, uh-huh. and Sabato Junior won that one. <laughs> but it was amazing, like the stuff they did, like they they legitimately did trapeze Cir- stuff, yeah, wow. and all. Yeah, it was great. It was really cool. That was that's different from a Battle of the Network Stars, right? That's a different thing. Of course, it's different. Than Battle <laughs> Network Stars. But I mean, that's a sim. But it's a similar. It's, sim- it's the same. Thing. But it's like, isn't that what they would do in that? It was Battle of Cir- ba- Circus? But Battle of Network Stars was like track and field and stuff. I thought but they it was didn't like do circus, circus stuff. events for some reason. No, never, no, never they did like obstacle courses. Circus against each other. Like you know how they do in the Olympics, they do the obstacle course where they run through the water and they get pudding thrown. You just never have seen an actual circus. Did the U.S. trials already happen for the pudding run? (laughs) (laughs) Who's our pudding team this year? Because <laughs> we got those Russians they just, with their they just took doping. a team from a college and just yeah. like yeah, fully yeah, formed yeah. all together. Oh no, no, the Russians have been disqualified. Oh, no, oh that's good. no, yeah. I think yeah. it's I think it's gone out the door ever since Unfair they got rid of the yeast. amateur requirement. <laughs> and now, like pro pudding racers can be on Olympic teams. Like it just takes away from the purity of the sport. You know? Yeah, ever. I mean, the dream team was exciting. Yeah, it's right, that yeah. was an exciting the first, year. First year they had the had pros the pro do it. Yeah, that was. Then they ruined it. Um. Hey, uh, hey, hey, we uh, we only have a couple of donations to thank because again we're recording we're banking episodes quickly because yes. we're all about to be busy and out we of town. We didn't mention that you're leaving town for a bit to go to New York. Yeah, also. I'm going to be yeah. in New York for a while, so I'll be doing any New York listeners. I'll be doing shows out there. I'll be posting where I'm doing them. The Big Apple. Oh, and I'll be if this goes up in time. Yeah, it's going up. Um, August. See, so nice. They named it twice. <laughs> August fifth through seventh, come out to Pickathon, Portlanders. It's a great music festival that now is going to have a little bit of comedy, and I'm uh, hosting a couple stages and doing. Shut up! They're doing comedy there. They're doing at least one show there. Yeah, and then the lineup's Who's amazing. Doing it? I get to introduce. Um, who want uh, comedians? Yeah. Uh, I don't know all the Portlanders. Amy Miller's doing it. I don't know who else. Of course Amy Miller's doing it. Of course it. Amy Miller. She's a hustler. She uh, is Portland comedy. She hustles. <laughs> Only I had ever done po- comedy in Portland. 20 years. <laughs> what are you complaining? You won the Seattle and San Francisco competitions. You're a legend. You yeah, know neither of them were in Portland. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking up the lineup. It's a good lineup. I get to introduce Yola Jeff- Tango and, Def- and Dan Deacon. Nice. Really Jeff Tweedy's there. Yeah. Wolf Parade. Beach House. Pickathon is, is awesome. It's a really cool Eagle. thing. If people haven't been to it, it's a festival on a farm in southeast Portland, and they just build these temporary stages. It's amazing. They have like four or five stages. One's in a barn. One's this amphitheater they build out of that stretchable spandex to make these huge sails that kind of cover the field. And then one is in the woods. It's like this giant bird's nest of tangled uh, 
tree limbs and things. It's really cool. And um, they have tons of like local breweries and really good food trucks. It's it's my Sweet. favorite. It's kind of place that bluegrass should be played. It's like if you're yeah, and it's not just. It started off as a lot of roots music, and it still is a lot of that. But then they have yeah, like Jeff Tweedy and like a couple years ago they had like Feist and Andrew Bird, and it's great. Come on out to that. When does this come out? Uh, it's August fifth. Oh, when does this episode come out? Yeah. Um, uh, wait, we already banked. Today is this will be like. Uh, August 1st and this comes oh, out okay cool yeah right. can I plug something then yes uh, if you're in Madison Wisconsin come to Comedy on State uh, August Great 4th club. through 6th I'm gonna record my album what nice. Yeah. Nice. what's the name of your album um, I think I'm gonna call it Almond Bird Shit which is uh, <laughs> how I got introduced on stage once why are you why would you curse in your album name <laughs> I know if, if, if they don't want me to curse uh, I'll call it Abad Baduti which is another <laughs> Mispronunciation <laughs> with me. But Almond Bird shit, I don't know. Abad Baduti is a very adult disease. Abad Baduti? I like Abad I'm in between those. Those are two ways I've gotten introduced on stage before. <laughs> Almond Bird shit was at the comedy store. But that's in the belly like room. intentionally taking a dig. Right? I don't I don't know. That's... It was like a weird like she came up to me before and she was like, How do you say your name? And I said, Ahmed Bircha, and then she was like, Almond? And I was like, no, but it doesn't matter. And then she went on stage and she was like, almond. And then she was like, uh. And then she asked me. I was like in the back room. She's like, what's what is it? I was like, barucha. And she's like, bird shit. Yeah, almond bird shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right. All right. It's like, hard to be an MC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to remember a first and a last name. It's too much. It's too much for some people to and take. And thank the wait staff. Yeah, like, yeah, do all that stuff. It's like a plate spinner. Like, I mean, you... you're just one person. Yeah, so I don't know. If I don't, if I was wondering about the swear word, but maybe I'll just put like a asterisk on the eye. shot. Yeah. I'm not telling you not to do so. <laughs> I just don't. I think it's a stupid idea that you should never What's ever the, do. What's the Abadabaduti again? Uh, Abadabaduti. Hey, Abadabaduti. Get it right, Abad-Badudi. Andy. That's yeah, really be, racist yeah, of you. Yeah, maybe I'll do Abadabaduti. <laughs> you had one job. That's the job. One job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite like Abad Baduti just because yeah, then because then you get the armored bird shit as the bigger punchline when they listen to the bit. Uh, okay, that's true. Yeah, is there a bit in the they're gonna have in the? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna do that bit in there. I think Abad Baduti. Abad Baduti. Yes. If you're not using that name, I might. I don't know. Tweet, tweet it, tweet it, Ahmed. Tweet it, and tweet, tweet which of the two titles you prefer. There you go. Okay. Let's see. Actually, everyone watching it, what do you guys think? Let me see if anybody. Almond bird shit versus Abad Baduti. When I asked the people uh, doing the album, they said that maybe people would actually confuse your real name for Abad Baduti, but they wouldn't confuse Almond Bird. Like they wouldn't go away. Oh, that's a good point. His name's Almond Bird shit. Like they might think my name is really Abad Baduti. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. That's what. Do you want the fans? No, but are... I do get it. There is that thing of you know, like sometimes when a song comes on on the radio and or when you Shazam it, and you, if it's a band you don't know and you're not sure what, hang on, which the one's the title and which yeah. one's the yeah. band name. That's yeah. true. And with yeah, that one, you're like, hang on, wait a second, which one's the? Is he Abad Baduti or that Abad? That just become Abad Baduti. I feel like that's what I always had with, um, um, ta- oh no, I guess I just, conf- that's different. I was like going to say Taco and Falco. I just confused those two people. <laughs> that wasn't a song. It was just two 80s artists. Which one was uh, Rock Me Amadeus? That was Falco. Falco. Because so that's the one of those two I've heard of. It's Taco. And oh, Taco okay. was, uh, was, didn't one of them do that song from the play Chess? There was a play called Chess. But well, there was a musical there called was, Chess that the right. ABBA people wrote. 
Right. And um, but who had the hit song from it? Wasn't it Falco that had the hit song from it? I don't know. I don't You're not thinking know. of that super cheesy yes song. It's all just about I'm chess not, moves. I'm not like, saying, no, <laughs> take I, the pawn to take the queen. By the way, yes, uh, the most overrated or, like, band. Wasn't of all time. he good? Oh, so good. Is that like one? Of, is that a chess song? What is it again? Like, wasn't she fine? Oh, so fine. Da 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 da. I don't know. One night in Bangkok. One night in Bangkok is the name of the song that is from the movie. It's from the musical Chess. One night in Bangkok. Is it Falco or Taco? I think it's Taco. I think it's. I think it's Taco. Well, writing Chess Taco, googling Chess Taco is not the is not the best thing. Chess Taco. That doesn't help us. <laughs> There's your album title, Chess Taco. Chess Taco. <laughs> you should do a. You should do an album called Chess Taco. Yeah, Put this in one of your skits. You write a, write a new it. hour. <laughs> what I was trying to say a yeah, while ago. Maybe I'm thinking there shouldn't be a swear word because I don't even really swear in my act. Yeah. So then a badba duty. A duty. I'll do a badba duty. I just think is? of a whole new thing. <laughs> if that's a whole new thing. It's a whole. It's a CD title. It means nothing. Yeah, that's true. But what, what's the worst case scenario? Like you tell comedy clubs if someone asks for Amabrucha or about the duty, <laughs> please. I'm either me. I'm either one. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. people will say that, and that will probably stick in their minds more than your name. Yeah. But then you go like, oh, who's that about the duty comic? <laughs> yeah. Takes th- yeah, that's true. Everyone then they'll Google it, and your name will still come up. About the duty. Oh, that's true. Um, more importantly, remember, come see him tape that special at uh, in Ma- Madison, Madison on August four through six. Cool. Awesome. Um, Caroline Laco has donated her monthly donation has come through and Paul Freeland as well thank you very much both of you in this short time since we last recorded an episode yep and you guys uh, can uh, set up monthly donations or single ones over at probablyscience.com by uh, clicking on donate and you can also if you're buying your summer bouncy castle use our Amazon shopping link first if you're going through Amazon uh, it costs you no extra money we get a little kickback um, and that really really helps us out that's uh, great that's another way to really financially support us to help yes. us keep this thing going uh, and also the other way you can really help us out is by spreading the word tell people I know a lot of you do that you write nice things about us on iTunes you give us nice ratings for the episodes on iTunes and for the show and you tweet and Facebook and we really appreciate seeing that come out that really helps um, hey do we have time for another one can, last little can we do the non-science one that I'm sure was was fun for you we can do that story. Or we could do the DNA, the one about obese fathers. I don't know. That was <laughs> well, pretty good, too. Well, I found, the, like, in terms of scary things, there's a very quick story okay. that uh, the Mars Curiosity rover, which previously had to have its laser targets designated by researchers on Earth, has now given it free reign to shoot at whatever oh, it likes. That's the, see, that's what scares me, <laughs> not these uh, Okay, so the Mars, he's up there stingrays. on Mars, and it's just rolling around. and uh, It can shoot at whatever it wants now. But why does it, why, why how does it, does it want? stuff? It started it's watching. Start a war. <laughs> it asked permission, and we said, "Go for it." Yeah, what, is, what does it say? It's going to be shooting lasers at uh, uh, enemies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it has a chemical laser. Find an alien or just has shoot a, it. It's an instrument designed to study the chemical makeup of rocks and soils on Mars by zapping them with a laser <laughs> and studying the gas released on impact. Until now, researchers on Earth have told Curiosity where to shoot, but it has just been upgraded to fire at targets of its own choosing. Mm-hmm. It's been equipped with new software that analyzes images from its navigation camera to look for potential targets. If it picks out a particularly interesting rock, Curiosity can drive over and target it with ChemCam without having to wait for the images to be transmitted back to Earth. Sweet. It'll be mostly nice. handy when Mars is out of communication with Earth, or when Mars orbiters are otherwise occupied and unable to relay messages to the rover. It's like that first time your parents let you stay home without a babysitter. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. 
if, if they let you stay up. home without a babysitter with a laser, she <laughs> yeah. tells you to shoot anything you want. It's like that. Uh, go on, let's do, let's do this non-science story. It's really that just Garland the headline. It's just the headline. It's all you have to read. It, it is. I, I think Matt sent it in because he knows how much I particularly like the story of the, uh, uh, the mention on the Todd Glass episode of the old... Uh, woman in the town who renovated the Jesus painting. Right. Tried, um, tried to fix oh, it yeah, up and it was and bad. turned it into like a monkey face. Yeah. <laughs> so, you've seen this. Oh, she, no, I don't. She didn't do a very good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she took it upon herself to renovate this uh, painting. Okay. Was it a very old painting? It, was, yeah, like, it wasn't even as... It wasn't super, super... Was it a self-portrait? Oh, I thought it was Jesus. from someone really famous or something. Someone's... I don't think so. No, it was actually a relatively oh, well, not popular painting. Care? Uh, it was a fresco. It, it was it, it was dis- it was widely disliked. <laughs> as uh, and here's the here's the kicker to the story. There's so much uh, tourism to the town now to visit this thing. The the, <laughs> the finances of the town have remarkably been improved. Um, I'm going to cover up the after first. So this is. This is before. Okay. Jesus. And now that's just on a side of a wall, like on it's like a, a fresco. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fresco, so painted okay. straight onto the plaster. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. And and she she, this is what she fixed it. her, believe it or not, utterly untrained in in uh, picture. Never painted before. Um, she she, she <laughs> might have painted before, but she certainly wasn't a restoration expert. Okay. And yet she still managed to do this. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! God. She's it's like it, looking into a Jesus like mirror, awesome. isn't it? It's she might as well just painted her whatever picture she wanted. <laughs> I, I did, not I even did this, notice she took license. Anything she decided resembling. There's, a, there's a scroll in front of him that isn't even implied in the last painting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She gave him. A, she just got tired. Well, that might be just she can't arm. do hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a neck beard. He has like a neck beard going, like an Amish neck beard. I think he's just wearing like like a, a Canadian like a, um, a toque? winter uh, one of those full head. <laughs> of a bushka. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Canadian. <laughs> I'm gonna go Canadian. Okay, uh, in a so similar yeah. vein. Oh, you want yeah. to? Yeah. Well, this is a this is a piece of art in a German museum that was worth 160, 116 grand. Uh, so yeah, one hundred sixteen thousand dollar artwork, um, and it was a crossword. It was like a cr- artwork of a crossword uh, on display in a German muse- uh, museum uh, by avant-garde Danish author, uh, sorry, artist Arthur Kopecka, um, and a ninety-one-year-old woman. Used a ballpoint pen to fill it in. No, no, she didn't. Oh my god! Jeez. Did she get it right? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't say. Also, it hasn't printed the crossword, so I don't know. Well, the ball's on her to use ballpoint pen, though, right? I mean, even in a yeah, newspaper, she, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was confident. Maybe on Monday. Maybe on Monday, I'd use. Okay, a ballpoint yeah, pen. Monday I go pen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's cool. The museum wasn't even that matter. They said they do realize that the old lady didn't mean any harm. And uh, the museum had to make a criminal complaint for insurance reasons, but they're not that worried. And the artist even said it's um, going to be relatively easy to undo the damage. So that's that's cool. It does mention then there's an art. It continues to mention a few other damagings of artworks. A young Chinese boy accidentally knocked over a twenty thousand dollar Lego sculpture, which had taken three days and nights to put together, just an hour after it was on display. Uh, <laughs> Uh, late last year, an artwork in an Italian museum resembling the aftermath of a large party was binned after cleaners mistook it for actual rubbish. And also in 2015, a 12-year-old punched a hole in a $2 million Italian oil painting after he tripped and fell in Taiwan. Oh, my God. Although doubts were later raised, raised about the painting's authenticity. Interesting. I didn't know that bit. Uh, and then it mentions Eke Homo, which is the 
which is the, the painting the that's uh, <laughs> oh, oh, in I the see, church. And the scroll thing makes more sense in the wider shot in that picture. So there were scrolls there. God, it's great. It's so great. You can just go see that. <laughs> yeah, it's now a massive tourism spot. What uh, is this in America? When she did that. Uh, the, which one? I'll go see that. The church? No, it was. I think it was Italy. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, gotta Let's go do to it. stupid Italy for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems like a long way to go just to see some art. Ugh. Yeah. Let's get out of here. What else they got? We should wrap things up. Augie, uh, where can our listeners find uh, you? If this is coming out in so. August, the problem is I'm taking two months off to have a uh, stupid baby. Oh, yeah, stupid baby. Uh, yeah. We start uh, off stupid. But I am, uh, I'm right now editing a CD, so that should be out soon. Nice. Uh, I don't have a title either. I was thinking Rise of Taj. I like that. But I don't know. Uh, I don't have a title one. for my one, which is also being edited. I don't know what I'm going to call it. I might call it... Uh, uh, Ahmed Barucha. <laughs> How about just spitballing here? Now that's what I call music, volume 62. Ooh, from Matt Kirsch. Ooh, yeah. I'm good. not even kidding. You will get a lawsuit instantly just because I know, I've got a. F- I've got friends who ha- have this steampunk band. He's a comic. Um, Andrew O'Neill is his name, but he also has a steampunk band. And uh, their album or EP, whatever it was they put out, was initially called now that's what I call steampunk <laughs> and they had to change their name after a no, season to they, on the name of it so I guess freedom rock I was going to call mine freedom rock but I guess it won't work yeah. turn it down I'm going to call mine the Beatles <laughs> the, the best wit, of the, the Beatles the wit album that's actually pretty good actually I'm taking that one wit wit, mine's going to be good. called the wit album everybody oh, I like that calling it the Beatles but spelled, spelled right yeah <laughs> um uh, it's in Spain. Uh, the That's ex- right, the because I was the same age as you were before. Or who was it that didn't know the Beatles had beat the Beatles? Oh, yeah, I just, I just realized I, that a couple Until years you ago, told me yeah. that, it had never I, uh, occurred to me. I just found that out. That it's like <laughs> a play on the word in this like, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah that it's a play on the word beat. Isn't that crazy? That's been in front of us our whole lives. That's and it crazy. makes the parody of it make more sense, or makes the, the Beatles. Uh, and it also means that I've been spelling Beetle wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I get autocorrected so often. Like, and this is this is also true. It was uh, a year and a half ago that uh, I thought, uh, up until a year and a half ago, that it was um, uh, uh, for. Uh, oh, what was the thing that I thought? Comprised. <laughs> no. Ah. What was the thing that I thought? Man, this is what happens. Is your is your. I don't know. The uh, spelling? Was it also a spelling thing? Pre- it's that. It's that place, honey. It's right around the, at the Start first exit. Else, no, it's good. the first exit off the turnpike. They had the, and then when you get, the when tiramisu. You come, they had that, that, that liquid. Ah, <laughs> oh, And you, yeah, you didn't like the, the coffee. The coffee was old. Like a, um, uh, tasted like burnt coffee. What am I? Not garbanzo beans, but uh, pinto. Uh, What's the other bean? Chick- yeah, <laughs> is it tree fried? No. Uh, the gig, uh, the gig I did last night uh, with, with Ahmed. For all intensive purposes, intensive. I purposes. thought it was for all intensive purposes. What is it? Up in, uh, intense, intense and purposes. purposes. Oh, I thought. <laughs> I'm learning a lot of stuff I've on this podcast. I've said it probably three thousand times yeah. in my life. I mean, and some nobody's purposes, ever called me on it. Wait, so what is it? Really? And I finally. It, Intense, like you're for all intent, intense and for all purposes, and your purposes, and purposes, which makes a lot more sense than intensive. intensive purposes. Yeah, that, I, that's not um, that must be an American one, like American what, misconception. Intensive? Yeah, I don't think any, but yeah, I don't, we just jumble the. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but I, th- I think most things just sort of 
those mistakes become cultural and some of them actually become the become the accepted right. language. Well, one, right. I feel like yeah. no one gets one and the same, right? Everyone says one in the same. But it's one. I don't even one know and the, the, when you when say you're saying that. two things. Well, irregardless, Andy, one in they are one and they are the same. Like they are this uh, one in the same doesn't make any sense. But they are one and the, and the same. One and these two things one again. One, that's uh, not a mistake. Mm. That's an American one. I'm not saying it's. A, uh, there are plenty of British ones that are also. No, I'm not saying people say it. Cor- I'm just saying one. some people just don't know what it's supposed to be, and they say one in the same, not because they're American. no. But again, I'm saying I've never heard that mistake in Britain. I've never heard anyone say that <laughs> one wrong. One in the same? Yeah, I've never heard them say no, that wrong. There are plenty of things that Brits like probably get wrong that Americans don't, but that's... It. I hadn't realized until now that that kind of thing is cultural, but I think it is. What, dumbness? Just mistakes. Just mistakes. <laughs> Mistake. get, well, it's their mistakes. language. Well, like, what's the thing that people say in English? I'm trying to think of one now. Um, well, this is more of a pronunciation one, but do Americans ever say H for the letter? Mm-hmm. No, that's super, like, yeah, that's my, yes. my family does that, but they're not. H instead of H? Yeah, E-F-G-H-I-J. I used to hate that. I, used to, I worked a lot in, like, call centers, and when people would do that, it would really throw me off when they're spelling something. H, like Z, yeah. Z and H. Like H, I'm like, what? Well, I, I, I know I a can't, dumb thing. can't follow the rest of the spelling. They say, um, they say uh, Britain should leave the European un- Union, right? right. Hey. That's, uh, hey. That's, uh, hey. That's, uh, hey. That's, uh, Oh. Unfair. Unfair. Okay. Um, hey, um, it's the right thing to do. We got our sovereignty back, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> Take a country back. That's right. Okay, we should call it. It's never we? be more sovereign than when the queen has appointed an unelected new prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> We've regained our sovereignty. <laughs> Is that right? She yep. wasn't elected. I didn't hear that. No, the queen wasn't elected. No, I know the <laughs> queen was <laughs> Theresa May. No, because um, because the prime minister is just the the prime minister is just appointed by is the leader of the party that has the most seats in Parliament, like the, like the Speaker of the House Wait in America. Wait a minute. They didn't vote for David Cameron? Nobody they, voted? Now, they nobody... did vote for David Cameron, but, but it was like an out. internal vote between in the Conservative Party that he won, and then he went on to win two elections, or semi-win one and then properly win the other. But Theresa May was, was standing against a group of other Conservative uh, potential leaders, and whoever won was going to become the Prime Minister automatically, and then they all dropped out one by one, so there was never a final vote. So she never won a vote and has become the prime minister. Holy shit! Crazy. And but uh, Theresa May—that sounds like a, like a southern like a woman <laughs> <Yeah>. on hee haw. <laughs> hey, Theresa May, get Theresa May out here. Where you been, girl? <laughs> like that's both her first names. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, we we should wrap. We this should up. Go. We should wrap that. We, we we're, we're stretching it out because it's the last it's, one. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I feel like there should be some momentous. See, now we burn the house and, down, right? Well, it's gonna burn. <laughs> the cloud. Either way, <laughs> the smoke is getting closer. It really should has. Should we been, all like, share our favorite memory nights. from the Blue Bell House? Oh, oh yeah, sure. You go first. Yeah. Um, I remember this one time I walked in on Andy having sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the first time my son uh, swam was in your pool. Oh. Every time since that he's ever swam has been and in your pool. The first time someone shit my pool was when your son swam in my pool. <laughs> yeah. When I first came here, I came. Jesse invited me over, and an old guy answered the door. And for a really long time, I thought that was uh, Jesse's dad. <laughs> <laughs> like I just thought he grew up here or something. <laughs> like later, he's like, "Oh, from Seattle." I was like, "Wow!" And your parents moved here. He's like, "My parents didn't move here." I'm like, who's that guy at your house? <laughs> oh, I just live with an old guy. Matt, do you have any? Come I'm trying to think now. I'm on the spot. I, I think large number, like near. Oh, net. 
now they're walking past us right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the vast majority of the various roommate weirdness stories yeah. have instantly gone onto this show. Yeah. I will I will there, miss there's some good ones. Brendan's about to walk past right now, but I will miss him telling us to have a good blog. Of course. It's <laughs> <laughs> always, <laughs> always a winner. I, I, this mine's second It's always hand, a good but, advice. It's always good yeah. advice, no matter what you're doing. I'm just going to steal Jesse's when he was out here smoking one night, and uh, Stu came out naked, sleepwalking and sleep eating, and he put uh, a bunch of grated cheese in a bowl and put it in the microwave because he didn't have his te- he didn't have his teeth in, and then uh, took out a spoon and just ate the melted cheese like soup, and then threw the bowl and the spoon in the trash and went back to his bed. I was asleep the whole time, and I came out after it happened, and Jesse's like, you're not going to believe what I just saw. They told me, I was like, you're, you're full of shit. He said, go look in the trash can. And there's the bowl and spoon. He just threw oh my, yeah. like a real bowl? Real bowl and real like metal spoon. He was asleep. He didn't know he was doing that. Yeah. That's up there. Um, and then I guess also the time when I hired a face painter. Um <laughs> Because Eric Andre kept having great parties, so I'm like, okay, he's got camels and strippers. But I'm gonna have a face painter. <laughs> I remember I was at that party. Well, I had someone a face on Craigslist painter. to do it, and then uh, of course an idiot friend of ours <laughs> took up half an hour of her time to just go complete blackface, which is uh, really Who a party that? killer. I don't want to say, but uh, it wasn't funny. Was that the intent? I don't know if his intent was just to waste paint or to be racially insensitive, wow. but it was a real, uh, real mood killer when he walked back down to the pool. It wasn't, <laughs> a, it wasn't a black comedian. It was not a black comedian. But also, <laughs> guys, look at me. <laughs> Even before that, wasn't she a kind of shitty face painter? She was a kind of shitty face yeah. painter. It was a hundred bucks on Craigslist. It know, was not was, her natural calling. <laughs> no, <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> And it, you know, well, face painter doesn't like, make a party. Is anybody really a face painter? I mean, there are people that paint faces. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's oh, we have a buddy, resort. Art Krug, early in the in the eighties. He he got this job. They're going to give him a hundred dollars to be a mime, right? And the other guy's like, "Well, can you mime?" And he's like, "Can anybody mime? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is anybody I was a mime?" At, at Glastonbury, when we were just wandering around, uh, Holly, my girlfriend, just just we were just walking in silence, and then she just sudden she killed me, which is like. Yeah, I don't mean to, I don't mean to brag, but I think I could work as a face painter. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently like, can get a you, you paid like no, you had to pay two hundred. You paid a uh, hundred bucks. Two hours, maybe. Yeah, three how hours? often is that work know. coming by? Yeah, it's like you pay for you pay for her transportation, her training. Like, is really sure. what I'm paying. For yeah, it was like that story. Of Picasso famously was at a, at a dinner party with someone, and he went. And this guy just went, hey, could you sketch me something? And he just, like, scribbled, t- doodled something on a piece of paper and went, hey, that's a million dollars. And then the guy's like, well, you just that just took you 30 seconds. He's like, no, it took me a lifetime to get to this. And I think it's the same about your face painter. Yeah, like, exactly. I think, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, you're not paying you're not paying for just, like, the crayoning. You're paying for the name. You're paying for the name. Yeah. Right. yeah. That's you are. You're paying, you're paying for, like, the years... In Africa, studying wild animals, <laughs> like really getting to know the panther and the tiger and the rhino. Getting in their environment. Anybody can do a tiger. How many people can do a meerkat? Yeah. Not many people. <laughs> How many people can be the meerkat? <laughs> <laughs> and then just transfer that onto the face of a bemused 30-something. <laughs> Oh my god, I've already got some great pictures from Rachel Porter of our last record here. Thank you, Rachel. We will post these over on probablyscience.com. That is awesome. Uh, Listen, gang, we're not going to be here anymore, but the show will continue. But in the meantime, uh, thank you so much, Ahmed and Nagi. Thank you. We had a great time. Are you going to do it from your new place? 
I think so. There's enough room mm-hmm. in the living room. I think it'd be a good centralish right. spot. So I can get that pretty quickly. And uh, I think there's even because I, I don't leave the valley, so this will be my last time on the oh. show. I really enjoyed myself, guys. It was it was worth it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you from some other location, guys. And uh, thanks for listening and watching. Bye. Bye.